Hey, what's up? I'm Joel Madden, and this is a special episode of Artist Friendly. Today, myself and my brother Benji will be sitting down with the editor of AP Magazine, Anna Zanes, and we'll be talking about Good Charlotte and lots of other things. Let's go. Bad times, I don't want to have bad. These are the faces that I that I see. Okay. Okay, so it's like what is what were the initial like inspirations and the things that informed you? Mm-hmm. And that doesn't necessarily mean positive things. It could be mean, mean like negative things too. So it's like or not negative, like maybe not that word, but like pain, painful, yeah, mm-hmm. lessons. So there's that, like, and that that comes across it, like I think throughout the entire journey for any human, mm-hmm. especially creatives, and like those things things that you saw that maybe made you want to be musicians or artists or that informed you visually and like inspirations and things that informed you are also different. And then mm-hmm. there's some things that shaped you and that maybe comes along later. And then that also looks different in different phases. Mm-hmm. And then there's the things that drive you and that continue to drive you. And I think for people with such a diverse career, like both of you, um, that changes too, mm-hmm. especially when you take breaks from certain things and you get into different things. And then also like the way I see you guys now is like you do a lot of service, like you work with artists and like you're giving back. And that is like kind of a f- full circle thing. Mm-hmm. So I kind of want to, those are like the different phases that I see. And I've talked to a bunch of artists about this and I feel like you guys more than most people like have a lot of chapters. Mm. So I'm curious about those things. Well, I think that the idea that always kind of comes to my mind about everything that we do or have done, um, the theme of what injured us, what we thought was our weakness, um, what our trauma was, always ends up being our strength. And I think the the thing that I would like underscore the purpose. So when you think about us now being of service to artists, it's only because in the early stages of our career, we felt uh, a need for someone to teach us, protect us, uh, tell us the truth, um, which we couldn't find often. So now if you look at the purpose behind MDDN or any of the businesses that we're, that we've, you know, the artist focused businesses that we have, there's a real, there's a real value system around that. And I would say the simple idea of let's, when we started MDDN, it was, let's be the guys we wish we would have met when we were 18 coming into this, this business in this world. And, um, and let's be honest everything that we've invested everything we've invested in in the last 10 years has been with that idea has has been can we invest in making the industry our surroundings um anything that we're a part of can we find people that feel the same way that think this is a good idea that think that oh yeah that that actually you know that's maybe more the way things could be and then sort of working together to try and build things that feel that way. And then invite the industry to participate in the honesty. And regardless of what you've done in the past, there is in a real world, in a real place, people get should be given the opportunity to change, to grow and to do the right thing. So when I look at 
I mean, just today I was talking to someone, I saw a deal for a band and it was an old deal they signed and it was terrible. Someone gave them, you know, a very small amount of money to own half their publishing. That's wrong. We shouldn't do that. It doesn't matter that there should be, there should, the, the, the deals, the, the modern record deals and deals people make with artists should reflect the true cycle of an artist, which is they grow and it becomes more valuable. And when it does, you know, I think there's finding the balance of people are investing in artists. The artists need to know that too. They need to know how much it costs to build these careers, but then there needs to be a transparency on both sides. And when things grow, things should change. Some, some fairness to like, yeah, okay, you you invest this. So yeah, get your investment back plus, plus, plus. That's fine. But perpetuity, that word, you know, all the things that where it's like, okay, so you get this investment forever and ever, you know. It doesn't when, reflect a real business. No yeah. real business behaves that way. It also doesn't allow for people to have longevity to build things that, you know, I think like, like any other business, like to build things that you want to stay engaged with that you don't lose um, your, your, your sort of uh, drive and you're sort of like so deflated that you actually think you're not good at something when really if you look at anything out there that, that, that creates a cultural moment or that creates, that has a, a moment that's, you know, that strikes people, it's really not a fluke. It's actually people have a special quality. They have a special perspective. Um, and the ones that are flukes, they just either got hopeless, deflated, um, self-sabotage. Um, and, um, and, and you know, most, most artists, the artist story is pretty similar most of the time. Most artists are coming from a place where they're, you know, it's like uh, buy low, sell high, right? They're coming into the industry with nothing and they're in a desperate situation where they kind of need to, you know, they'll kind of sign anything. And that's like the age old story. Um, and it, it feels like, uh, you know, they talk about lions and lambs, you know, just lambs going to the slaughter. Like, you know, it feels like there should be a sense of, um, there should be a limit, I think, and look, we're in the music business every day and in entertainment every day. And there are a lot of good people. And we we deal with all different we we deal we 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 deal with all different kinds on all different sides and we work really well with people. Um I always feel like if you but if we cannot be honest, then 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 what can we actually do together? Because if we can't be honest about uh on both sides. So that as much as we talk about the 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 cautionary kind of tales all the time about those those bad deals in the beginning. It's also important to recognize that the opportunity to work with the, the people over here who have been here a long time and have had success and built teams that work well, that that's valuable and that you do have to give up something to give some true partnership is everyone is mutually gaining things together and they're, 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 inspired to work hard because yes the, the the legacy of the thing they're building and the incentivization of what they're building like that's a real thing if we don't recognize it then we then we are, then we're lying right. but it's finding that middle ground where we can actually put all the cards on the table and, and talk about what's right and what's fair and but if we zoom out i think 
our idea of the last 10 years was not just, didn't just happen in the last 10 years. It was really sort of like, what kind of, um, what do we wish we had? What do we, what do we, how do we wish some things would have played out? Um, what did we learn? What were the good? What were the bad? Um, or hard, not bad, but hard lessons. Um, and then like, if we, if we invested in things and we, you know, um, we had, we looked, we kind of, I think we kind of looked at it as a, as a chapter with Good Charlotte that like gave us the, the platform, gave us the opportunity to, to, to build these things or to invest in these things. Um, what if we spent our, our second career sort of building things that made the world feel more like what we wished sort of the industry felt like when we came in. And, and like Joel said, there's, there's, there was there was great people in the industry then and and there's there's always there's always bad actors in, in anywhere you go and but. it's usually only a few that ruin it for everyone else um there i would say it's not only a few in the music business but i'd say i like to think there's more good people most people that. hear an idea that's like fair or like equitable or like you know uh compassionate and most people agree most people most people will agree um but i when you talked about phases I kind of think there's three phases as well. I think there's the phase of zero self-awareness. So that was us as kids, not really understanding exactly where we came from, not really understanding anything, not having zero education and not knowing anything about ourselves and not even being aware of ourselves. Which, uh, and you could name that as a weakness, right? You could naive as well in there you could throw that in there you could say that's a weakness there's also ignorance is bliss so it's yeah. like it gives you the drive to not go to college and yes. to start a band and it's sometimes how you do your coolest shit that's a question that i ask a lot of artists because i'm just like fascinated by this like philosophy which is like does like i think that all art requires pain that's my philosophy i mean i ask a lot of people i don't think you need to be in pain to create good art mm. but i think you have to have experienced it um, and that kind of talks to the idea where you said the artist story, which is like the artist comes, from, you know, it comes from like that unawareness or that like that provides you drive and inspiration and you see other people and you want to follow them without necessarily understanding the risks and the pitfalls. I th yeah, I think there's also uh, artists out there who come from like perfectly like stable, encouraging, loving homes that just have like this like total like bleeding heart for the world who just look around and see pain everywhere and feel pain. You yeah, know. the source of the pain is, it can be different for everyone. There's also different types of um, poverty. You know, there's there's people that come from like, you know, families that are like, you know. Immensely wealthy. Immen yeah, immensely wealthy and they don't get any. Uh, emotional. Emotional yeah. support or they don't get like, time with their parents they're they're you know and that's a whole different kind of poverty I, I, you could argue with maybe worse than than you know which one's worse you know but well but, yeah i mean ultimately we'll, we'll, the the people will and anyone that's listening um will argue well that's not worse but everyone's pain feels worse than everyone else's right because it's a because we are very self can't like, quantify it or yeah compare it. but there's people i meet that have that had everything when they grew up and you wouldn't believe their stories you wouldn't believe how sad you wouldn't believe how sad their stories are so there's you can find those stories in every different every different situation but i think um i think that the the chapters as i see it is like um total unawareness no self-awareness at all um to 
searching for self-awareness and wanting to grow is the second chapter, um, which I think you'll see a lot of artistic decisions in, in that chapter. Um, and then the third chapter, which I think we're in now, is, is coming into self-awareness and figuring out what to do with the- What you've learned. Yeah, what, you, what to do with what you've learned, how can you make an impact, um, and how do you want to spend your time and energy and what do you want to make in the world? And what do you care about? What do you, what are your, what's important to you? And um, I think, you know, where we've gotten to now, I think obviously the most important thing to us is our marriages and our kids above everything, um, which um, you can only know and get to if you've lived these other chapters. Um, and I think both of us agree that our biggest goal in life and the thing that will allow us to, you know, die happy is if we're good dads and husbands, number one. And then everything filters down from there. Were we good friends? Were we good colleagues? Were we good mentors? Were, did, could, could, did we do things we could be proud of? Um, if we made mistakes, did we, did we, you try know, to correct them, try to correct repair them, them, repair, make repairs with people or, or situations. Um, and so I think for me, those are like the three chapters, but they do file into, you know, Liberty Spikes. Uh, um, suits. Yeah, su suits. Mm -hmm. And and then, and then um, you know, invest investors in companies that- Trucker hats. Yeah, yeah, trucker hats. Yeah, hoodies and trucker uh, yeah. hats and just working uh, on things Beards. we invest in and companies that we want to build and ideas we want to execute on. Um, that's the, the, the place we're in now. Um, but taking out, extracting what we're you know that first question what well, i always think about for people listening um who uh, like always i say these conversations are, are meant to try to help people extract things out of them that they can actually use every day mm -hmm. or, or an idea that they could actually take and meditate on and for themselves mm -hmm. right and so the question i ask uh myself when i think about phase one Right, the, the the way you kind of relate to us uh, in the idea of Good Charlotte, the music, it's that Liberty Spike phase, right? Like, which I think most people do. Think which most, is probably phase two for you guys too, or not even. It's that like, was the beginning of phase two, probably. Um, when you go, when you think about uh, the the records we did, the first six years of the band was was just complete unawareness and naive, uh, uh, being kind of aggressively chasing this idea that we we were good enough to make it and that we had this that that we would run down the stream um the thing that i i i, I always kind of like want people to think about for themselves and how they could apply it to their own lives is anyone out there that's listening that has you know something they're trying to accomplish a business an art um their personal growth uh their physical health things like that because it's very hard for different people in different categories some people are really have their health in order, but they just can't seem to figure out what they want to do with their life for. Um, the naive and unaware phase is extremely important and where you think you are ha at a disadvantage to everyone else that has figured it out. You're at an advantage because there is something about being naive and unaware that allows you to do uh, your most kind of stream of consciousness work and your best work, I think sometimes. And so I say if 
to people that are like, that think they're in a disadvantaged place because they're just starting out or they haven't figured it out to, to like let go of that negative idea of, around where they think they are and to let themselves go and go after whatever they think they could accomplish. Cause I do think that those naive years were some of our best. Um, and I do think that we always try to be as naive as possible when we're starting something new. Um, well, there's something very hopeful about it. Yeah. It's, it's really about hope and not seeing the obstacles. And you get to the other side of something when you accomplished it and you go, would you go back and do it again? And you go, hell no, I wouldn't <laughs> go back and do it again. That was too much work. But yeah. I didn't know it was going to be that much work the whole time. So and I just then, did it. So I just did it. Yeah. And there's the, na the naive part of that is why you could do also, that Also, if you work. really looked at the possibilities and you looked at the roadblocks and challenges and how, how what, the, you know, what the odds were, you would probably never do it. Well, it's like when someone has to lift a car off of a child and they get super strength. Yeah. It's like they just, they want it, they need it, they do it. It's being And it happens, yeah. even if science says it can't. Yeah. I mean, that's a very dramatic example. But. That's a great, it's a great example. But it's being asks, asked of them and they do it, you know? And I think that like everybody's got something that calls them a little bit, if they can listen, if they can quiet things down and listen, um, that instinct or that thing that says, I think it would be cool if I did this or... So what was that moment for you? Um, all the way back to the beginning, um, I think was, you know, we've, 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 we've kind of said this story before, but um, uh, it really was at a time in our life where we really had, it was confusing, it was depressing. There was depression all around us. Um, we, we had something in us, I think, and we've always been a team, so we've always talked about it. We've talked about everything, you know, um, and we still do through the years. Um, there was something that just said, don't give up. Not even with music, not with anything. There was just something that said, like, don't give keep up. Keep going. You, yeah, keep going. You can you can be... Um, you can be more than this. You, you can, can be, be more something. than this. You can be, di you can be different than this. You can be more than this. You can amount to something. And I think coming from a place when you don't know if you were worth anything, and you don't know if you mattered, you don't know if... if Certainly didn't feel like you were mattered or were, were worth anything. Yeah, and there's just kind of chaos, instability, and depression all around you. And there's just a little it's thing. A hopelessness to all of it. Yeah. Will it matter? Will it even matter if I try? Will I? Will the situation be any different? Um, and I think we were lucky to have each other. Not everybody has someone. We were lucky to have each other so that on a day when I felt like it wouldn't matter. You had a cheerleader. Yeah, I had a cheerleader that said, it will matter. And and on a day that he had, he felt it wouldn't matter, I said it will matter, and 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 we found music. We found music. I think um, um, uh, through. I mean, alternative press was 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 a big one. You know, um, it's a really special one for us. It's been a very special. Um, at that point, I remember it was a source of of uh, of. We were extremely captivated by artists and how did they do it how did they make it how, how did they create music how and it was uh, a source of of what made us feel cool we we i think when you when you grow up with you know not you can't afford the clothes that other people are wearing and the things that you you know when you come into your own awareness as a young you know as a teenager you go into ninth grade or eighth grade or whatever i think it's the age around 
uh, I see my kids kind of both going through like finding their own style mm-hmm. and all that when your resources are limited and you, and you can't uh and in the 90s it was different it wasn't like you we now i think there's more resources to try and and make things work for you uh, and you know with an iphone you can figure out how to get somewhere or how to buy things mm-hmm. you know um how to make money all that um and i think that music gave us a freedom to be different and then we started to really get our identities out of like we could go to a thrift store and dress like right. the Beastie Boys or it's like DIY. Yeah, yeah. I think and I think genuinely what we gravitated to the the things that we gravitated to because resource wise we could get to the you could go like he said you could go to a thrift store you could you could rip up old shirts you could you could do things that like, whereas the other things aesthetically that were going on in the nineties, there was, there was sort of like a high end sort of like, you know, super shiny. And then there was like the, there was like more the like grunge punk alternative where it, you know, it was attainable, you know? Um, And we got gifted a guitar and a bass from, from a, a a church guy at a church that was uh, helping our mom out in a time when there wasn't, you know, lot there wasn't a christmas you know happening um and um and we that was the how we started you know we went to a beastie boys concert it was the that was the first like real concert we went to um wow yeah no we had gone to like this like this like christian concert like i don't know a couple years before or something and 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 you know I don't know if we really connected we with didn't connect to that. That, that didn't really like excite, excite us, but, but there was obviously a live music. We didn't have any live music experience. You know what I mean? So, yeah. so the Beastie Boys concert, we were in nosebleeds. Um, we left that show at the Patriot Center. Yeah. We, 95. May 13th or 15th? Yeah. 1995. Mm-hmm. Um, I still have the ticket. Um, yeah. Wow. So saved it. Yeah. Um, um, it meant a lot, you know, that show meant a lot. And then that really, we said, that's what I want to do. That's what I want to do. And, and for whatever reason, like watching that show, just watching, um, you know, and I don't know for anyone who's ever seen, not seen them live and, and obviously they're, you know, they're not playing anymore. Um, but they were, they, they had a thing, you know, they did a thing. It was, it was, they were really, they were really special. Um, uh, the live show was really special. Um, and the, uh, the whole show, just watching it in awe, in awe. And also almost in silence, just watching. Yeah. Just, just watching everything around us and watching the stage and just going like, I feel like we could be up there, you know? And then just, um, all of a sudden sights were just set on it. And that was it. That was it. That was it. Never look back. Never look back. Um, there used to be a uh, there used to be this like quarterly magazine that would come out called the Musician's Guide to Touring and Promotion, and you could find it at like the what was it back then? It was Barnes and Noble, Borders, Borders and Music, mm-hmm. yeah. So, yeah, it was a bookstore. so found that we made demos, and um, I just we you know my our little sister, <laughs> we had a disposable camera. We went, to Paul's photos, neighborhood. we went yeah. to Paul's neighborhood because he had like a pond in his neighborhood. <laughs> and we took photos. And we took photos uh, on the- Wrote t- up a bio. Wrote up a bio. I wrote letters to, as the manager. 
um, and sent them out with, all the with, labels with, with cassettes. You know, our early cassettes, and we um, made it. Uh, went to like a local print shop and made stickers um, that a friend of ours drew in art class. So I was like, "Can you draw me a sticker?" So still have um, those. Yeah, still have the, still stickers. have still have a few of those stickers like wow. from the original run. Um, and um, and um, and I started sending out what they what I read in the magazines. You got to do with press kits uh, and um, started sending them out and. Um, and, and just well, that's started. what we would do every night when we get home from work. We had to work jobs. We, so we were- What jobs we were, did you work? I uh, like pizza place, uh -huh. grocery store, grocery store uh, uh, waiting tables. Because we were always losing our jobs every three to six months because we would get a show. Right. And they wouldn't let us off. And that came first. So, um, but we actually had to help. Yeah, we were religious about it. That, that was like, that was our, yeah. that was, that, that was it. We would lose the job for a show for, you know, uh, 20 kids, you know, like it was just, it was religious. It was, it was really, I, I mean, I don't know why um, we had that immediate dedication and why we would go, yeah, I'll lose my job to go play a show. But we, we just started doing that. And then um, when we got out of school, um, we just kept, you know, one thing after another. Some of the, you know, uh, the we we signed up for that. Remember the Music Monthly um, uh, compilation. So there's there was a local um, Baltimore area like Music Monthly, like DC Baltimore area, like music paper, like a free music, <laughs> like paper a free music paper, can, yeah. and they would do a compilation for like you know local bands mm -hmm. and and submitted for that, got on it, and um, and then um, a uh, assistant of a actually like big time a and r like you know um at columbia records uh called and um came down to see us offered us a demo deal which is which is sort of like not a real record right. deal but we'll do three songs we said no we were like you, you can give us a real deal we'll do a real deal with you but we're not going to do a demo deal we're, we're don't ask me why. Like, <laughs> we really believed. We really no, believed really it, believed you know. It, yeah. And and you know, but 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 that was like you know, um, there was something in it, even regardless of what the outcome was at the time. Being com so completely unaware, completely unaware of like how, you know, and we didn't grow up in Baltimore. We didn't grow up in D.C. We grew up about an hour, two hours from Baltimore, an hour and a half from D.C. You know, pretty far down the three hundred one. Um, and Waldorf, we used to claim, but we, it was further than Waldorf. It was a half hour past Waldorf. So, you know, um, we didn't really, as naive, unaware kids, we didn't realize how we were threading the needle of like, of not, and you know, there wasn't a ton going on in that area as well, as far as like being connected to nationally, except for the HF Festival. Um, and we were just completely naive and unaware. And, um, and we were and just constantly anything, searching for, opportunity to connect with people yeah and 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 if anything um it was regardless of the outcome it really kept us like going and kept focused, focused and kept and, and also kept us super positive we, we were we it kept right. us really positive it kept us like because there was tons of other bad stuff going on in our life in the sort of chaos mm -hmm. of like the fallout of a totally broken family that was also broken financially in the process and, and riddled with addiction and things like that. So I think that there was all these all these problems at home. I do think if I zoom out when I listen to him talk it's it's nice because I can zoom out and go what's the the through line here for all people. 
I do think the nature of living things is to search for life, to search for sunlight, to search for water. Yeah. Right? I do think it's our nature to survive. A crack in the concrete to grow. Right. And and I do think that that's what that was at the time. I think that we were um, just searching for growth. I think it's our nature as living creatures to search for survival, growth, um, all the all of the the things that that are 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 kind of animal DNA tells us to do: run from danger, look for food and water, look for shelter. You know what I mean? So yeah. I do think that like there is a natural uh, there's a natural strength that all people have if they if they if they allow themselves to to be primitive in that way sometimes and search for the good, search for the life, search for the the sunlight. And be hopeful. And be hopeful and grow. And and that is like, I think, uh, I think uh, uh, something that we didn't choose. I think that there is something nature it natural about it. Um, and, and so I think that there's part of- But of, you can't find what you're not looking for. Yeah. So if if I think that I'm going to go out today and I'm going to have a bunch of bad experiences, you know, I'm, I might have a good experience, but for the most part, I'm probably likely like going to have some bad experiences. Mm -hmm. If I if I go out today and I and I and I hope and I think that I'm going to have some positive experiences, I might still have a bad experience, but I'm more likely than I would be if I wasn't, you know, hoping. Um, I might have a good experience and I might I might make some progress. I think that like it's your bias. I think if you can change your bias, you can actually change your life. But, but. some people, we were lucky to have each other. We always say this to people. Like we we survived because we had each other and mm -hmm. I don't know if I'd be the same person if I didn't have a partner through it all. I might not have survived the I might not have psychically survived. I might still be here, but I might be I might be a different person. I might be jaded. I might have let, right. you know, because um, even through time with in the, in the industry or like disappointing experiences with people, um, I I really um, made a conscious decision. Me personally, I made a conscious decision not to let it jade me. And I was like, I don't want to be mad at people that I don't know. You know, I don't want to be mad at people. Or to respect um, the animal that they are. And to understand the animal that they are and to be more aware of that kind of animal. So but I think some like, people that don't have that partner, the support, it can be tough if you don't get some wins on the board early. Even one, even enough, even just enough of a win, some early success at something uh, or some early positive thing that gives you the idea that if you try, something can happen or something right. will happen. And I think some people hit a point where they they go it doesn't matter how hard i try it doesn't matter how kind i am it doesn't matter how much i give um nothing's going to come from it and and i think that one of the really things that we're really grateful for is that we've always had this like partnership that we still have you know um we even even our wives and kids like we really are a group like we really do support each other and we don't do everything together um we don't work with our wives uh we don't like uh have but we support all of us support each other with with uh emotional support also wisdom like you know we both have really really smart wives like they're very um they have a lot of wisdom beyond what anyone knows i mean have been such a force of like of us becoming i guess i think the men that we are has been, it's been a group effort it's really been a group effort yeah. and 
I think that like we're we look back at all the phases and you know when we're talking about phases um that um we were really searching for that too though just like we were searching yeah. for mentors we really were searching for mentors and i think it's why we enjoy mentoring so much mm -hmm. um it's really rewarding it's really one of the most rewarding things in you know, that i think i've gotten to experience the life is this 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 phase that we're in that we've been in now for some time of just investing supporting mentoring um old wounds heal when you can have a conversation and you see someone's mindset shift and you see them become more uh driven more hopeful more you know or uh, connected but they have it there you're just sort of watering it you know what i mean you're just sort of pointing out you're pointing out like things um it really like you know if you can help someone steer around something that you got blindsided by it really heals like a, it really does sort of, you feel. It becomes like, a superpower and yeah. you go, I'm, I'm actually glad I got blindsided by that. Well, yeah. also just the idea of partnership and having each other and also now having your wives and having that, it's like you have a wider perspective. Mm. There's both of you, as you guys also have this idea of like reference. So that's something I think about in my life a lot is like, whenever something bad happens or I have a bad feeling or I get anxious or I get depressed, like I have this point of reference and usually I need to hear it from someone else who's been with me through it mm. that I got through it the last time. Like that that feeling or that experience or whatever someone did to me, perceived or otherwise, like that I it's, I'm, it's possible to get through it that I won't feel this way forever. So like having someone else go through this entire thing with you, like the drive that you guys are describing having this like, whatever unawareness but it's also just like drive and hope that having that like someone else i see that as like having a point of reference who's able to remind you like you said a cheerleader mm. when you're not able to see it like okay like this happened but we've gotten through this feeling before we've gotten through this experience before we've been through worse i think um it's the feedback uh, mechanism that we all need that we don't all have so what happens with people is we need some source of feedback and we tend to, it's a natural thing to, to, for, for any kind of growth is we need a feedback mechanism and we tend to get our early feedback from our parents. But a, a lot of the, the generation we come from, um, I think was a certain generation of parents who didn't necessarily have these like well-rounded tools uh, and really kind of developed tools uh, at the time. Didn't have the same resources. No, right, there it, wasn't therapy. It there was, wasn't, therapy was like from. taboo and divorce was taboo and all, all kinds of things were, weren't, weren't a lot, you weren't allowed to talk about it. And, and the, the common uh, thread, I think, through all the parents of the generation, uh, anyone born in the 70s through to probably the 90s were, were with this certain group of parents. And I think that the shift started to happen in the 2000s and and really in the last decade has been this revolution of personal growth and, and uh, 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 self-awareness and, you know, therapeutic tools we use to communicate with one another. Um, so the communication and the source of feedback and source of information uh, uh, that we all tended to get came from a critical place uh, that I think was meant to protect us, right? Uh, they they were raised by a generation of parents who who uh, fought in wars and uh, were, were, went through the depression, and were were coming up in a time where life was really hard, and there were real dangers. You could die from things like that that you don't now. 
there was a generational trauma that everyone was living absolutely and we're all affected by it because our parents and our grandparents were absolutely the the world war ii era of our country was not only it made our country but it also traumatized so many families because that what they had to sacrifice uh all together as a country to get on that and beyond Mm -hmm. so um when you think about those those decades of of growth in what made you know and specifically where we grew up is america so we talk about america right and talk about the world but as it pertains to us, we grew up in this country that all grew together through these these phases. And so we had this generation of parents who I think all of us could relate to this like critical parent who was trying to teach us how to survive because uh, that's what they were taught. Right. Um, and then also I think uh, all this pop culture uh, revolutionary stuff in the 90s was these ideas uh, were coming into play that were to these older generations scary, like individuality, like people, you know, the the the, the differences we all have as people right. uh, was still a new idea back then. So you had all this stuff, and I think our feedback system was uh, a critical one, uh, and so it wasn't uh, it wasn't actually uh, u- useful beyond protecting us from uh, going out into the world and, and I guess like getting ourselves killed uh and all you know theoretically um or having like a a bad life because we didn't go to college or whatever so it wasn't a real feedback system everyone needs to develop a source of real feedback right real data from someone that is looking at it from a level perspective Uh, i was listening to something the other day about developing your own feedback system and how you do that is look at yourself from a third person. And the people who can do this actually gain a real strength in, uh, in being able to make decisions because they can develop this third person view of themselves to give themselves feedback the way a friend would. Like, look, here's what I think. You, you tend to do this when you get into a situation, you shut down because you're afraid and blah, blah, blah. Like being able to be that person to yourself with a level, like with, with a, with a optimistic, a stance instead of a critical one, uh, you gain the strength of being able to to go forward. Now, what I related from that is I've always had a third person feedback because I have my twin brother who will give me a real level source of information about what I've done historically, what uh, and what they think I should do in this situation with all the information. Mm-hmm. And that kind of feedback is really, really critical in uh, um, assessing situations and making decisions quickly when you need to, and also assessing things and making decisions when you don't have to as quickly, when you have a longer period of time. So a lot of times we, as people, we get we don't develop our process. So we don't we, we make a decision too fast or too slow. Instead of measuring and going, we need or, to make a- f- Or we're sort of running around on the field, not really knowing which game we're playing, not really knowing if there's a playbook we're running and we're just sort of, and and then, and then a lot of us are naturally, you know, a lot, m- most people have a natural ability of some sort and sometimes enough raw talent that they can do that and run around on the field without knowing which direction they're running and still score some goals. But I think when you can understand, like you're saying, if you have some sort of feedback mechanism that lets you understand what your actual position is, what your role is, what your strengths are, what your weaknesses are. You can supplement those things. And And there's enough connectivity that you can tap your feedback 
you know, mechanism is giving you constant feedback. So I'm zoomed in and he's zoomed out or he's zoomed in and I'm zoomed out. I can tap him on the shoulder and go, yo, slow down, man. Like, I think you're a little anxious right now, or I think you're going a little too fast on this. Like, let's, let's talk about it. And we have this real source of information and feedback constantly. That's been our strength. I think one of probably what well, I would- a huge strength. And a lot without knowing it. And then coming into, like, when you think about the phases, total unawareness, which mm-hmm. I think was sort of all the way up until um, Chronicles. I think we right. made the first two records completely unaware. Just to, like, oh, it might be cool if we do this. And oh, I like this and I like this. Um, and and then also getting coming into the world totally. We were so green. We were, mm-hmm. we, were uh, we matured very late. We were very green. We were so green. We had no life experience. We had never been to New York. We had never been to LA. We had never been anywhere. We had never been we on a fly on a plane till we were 18 um, or 19 to California, one trip. Um, and um, the band was already well on its way. You know, um, we, we were so green. Then we come into an industry where all, we didn't know the world would be critical. We thought that first album, we thought we just, we listened to it with so much. We, I remember like, we thought we Some were- Some people would argue that's a classic album, Bench. So, yeah. yeah, but I, I, listen, I love the I love the first album. It's very sweet. It I listen to it and I just go, oh, those guys, they're sweet. They're really sweet. They're sweet guys. They're really trying their best. We really were trying our best. We were not trying to be cool. We, we were literally didn't have any idea. We were just trying our best. We wanted to be so much, you know? Um, and we thought we were, we thought it was so cool, you know. And 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 now I kind of I'll blush sometimes when I listen to that record, but I do like listening to it because it's our it's our inner child, you know. It's mm-hmm. really our inner child. We were so unaware, and then we got slapped in the face with all kinds of stuff. Yeah, just the world, the world life, and and we were so green. We were so green. Um, then you know moved to LA. Um, uh, well, we didn't move. To, we didn't actually move to LA till till Chronicles. But so we made Chronicles. Yeah, till so we made Chronicles. But we made we made the Young and the Hopeless. It all went really fast. We were on tour. You know, uh, you know, made the record tour, 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 tour. Made the second record tour, tour, tour. So we didn't stop. Right. It just went, went, went. And that was all completely unaware. Right. Well, because you kind of went from one bubble to another bubble. Because yeah. like success, Young. I mean, just from having friends, having interviewed Paramore, bands like that, that had that success young. Really young. Went straight from a small town to a tour. And you see how they get traumatized. And it's so young. Like you're stunted in a way. And you don't like you like go from knowing, you know, church group to knowing. Yeah. Yeah. Like you're playing warp tour. And then everyone manages you and treats you. uh, They kind of infantilize you. And they yeah. and they dis and they 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 debilitate you from being able to grow with your business, and that's the problem. And, and that's the well, problem we looked to solve with our l- newer companies is like yeah. we don't manage people; we're their partners. We, it also but, goes back to what you talked about in the beginning, which is like these deals. These which deals, which is like they get you when you don't really know very much, and they're like, oh, like you. You like this and they this talk circles around you yeah. and you get confused and you like at some point you give in and you go okay i mean just what whatever do I, what do i know you what know? do i know and right. and our our message to artists is you know a lot yeah you have incredible yeah. instincts that's what got you we'll here. teach you the language we'll teach you the 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 language because it's just some it's just some words 
you know right. a lot, you know? So I think like that period of time, we were so young and green, even, even, even though we were 21, you know, when the first record came out in 22, we made, you know, um, Young and Hopeless. We, when I, we were so young, we were so green. Um, and then when we got to, by the time we got to Chronicles, we were right on the edge of, of jaded, angry, un, and also you're going through all this in front of people. That's um, the other part you know, of it. Yeah, and 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 it ha people have something to say about it. And and we and you know we were the lifestyles of the rich and famous guys. We were like, hey, we'll take it. You you don't want it, we'll take it because we got nothing. And we still feel that way. We still feel that we still have that attitude of like, you know, like if there's an opportunity, we'll be the we'll show up. We'll show up early. We'll, we'll show up earlier than everybody else. Um, but I think we were we were at, when we made Chronicles, we were in this place of like why 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 do people criticize us what are we what 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 but why do they box us in why do they pigeonhole us why do they say this why do they say that and and we were still reading stuff you know at this point and at a certain point in our life we just stopped reading stuff we, we just healthy. sort of we'll stop reading opinions and stop yeah sort of like i don't know i actually don't know how people feel about me because i'm not actually i people i have the only experiences i have are on the street and mm -hmm. everybody's really kind and really nice and say hey you're you know this song or this mm -hmm. album or or just like oh what a what a what a uh, sweet little girl you have you know if i'm mm -hmm. with my daughter and and so i have a i and i think i'm also generally looking more to have nice interactions and not to have you know negative, negative interactions so i find more probably I probably find more nice interactions you know um just in life when i'm out with my family or like you know we, um but um but we were on the edge of we could go this way and go sort of go sort of like angry and i think we the chronicles we really sort of like you know we 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 sort of started going through that and then going into um good morning revival we were still going through that you know um searching and I think like we really started doing some healing on uh, cardiology um, and which ended up being our last record before we took a break. Mm -hmm. um, because I think just instinctually, I think we felt, you know, I don't know exactly what to do here. I want to heal. I want to be a whole person and I don't know what that looks like. I want to find some resources. So we started looking, you know, that's when we kind of started looking for, you know, People, people to help and, us yeah like, you know, right. teachers we had therapists and and different people but i do think that like cardiology is interesting because it was like our least kind of like the record that almost people threw away but there was so much healing for us on that record and i think we broke through something that we don't even give that record credit for um because i think in general people could look at our catalog and go oh that record was kind of like a failure to me it was the biggest success uh, because of the searching we did on that record and the confusion we went through on that record. And on the other side of it, I think we found the value of us as us. It's not the success we've had. It's not the records. It's not the young and the hopeless. It's not good Charlotte. It's not what we've accomplished to in front of the world and what people clapped for, but it's that we survived a, a, a really traumatic childhood. Uh, and we learned how to love ourselves after that. And I think that that was the beginning of the question, is this more valuable than me? Is having success in front of the world, is selling records, is touring and doing all this and being good Charlotte, is this 
is this the value of me? Or am I special enough to not do it and still feel valuable? Right, it's about identity yeah. and purpose. And purpose. And then those years of searching after that, um, before we started MDDN, before we, yeah. we've now, we're now in like what I would say the, 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 the almost a decade in on building what we think are really special businesses, but they're not even the most important thing. To me, it's the, it, it's, it's just learning how to have a good self-esteem, learning how to have, to, to have meaningful interactions every day when I go into the coffee shop or when I'm in the office with my coworkers, or when I'm um, hanging out with my friends, to actually stop and like go, all of these interactions, to me, they matter. What impression I leave on someone, um, what I leave them with for the day, even if they're a stranger, um, or, or the feedback I give my friend, or helping someone at the office solve a problem, or interacting with all the artists. You know, Every day we're interacting with artists who are chasing their own dreams, and their dreams are more important to me uh, than, na- than what I would say what my micro dreams are with all the little things I want to accomplish. My biggest dream is to develop into a fully realized person who is just comfortable being in their life and doesn't need more or less um, and can actually relate to people that be I present. love, be present and smell, you know, smell the roses, you know, and and um, and find the gratitude in every day because uh, we can find gratitude. Uh, we can also find problems. We all have them. We all have, you know. My kids are two individuals. They're going to have to live their life and solve, learn how to solve problems. And they're not going to be perfect. And they're going to ha- have a lot of learning to do. And I'll try to give them as much information as I can. But life is our greatest teacher, and we have to just live it and love ourselves and um, look for opportunities to grow. Uh, and, and look, it sounds maybe idealistic and hippy dippy or whatever, but like, I really believe that we have to take ourselves seriously. It, we, this is all we get to be. We don't get to be anyone else. We don't get to live any other life. And so when someone dismisses that idea, um, I think it's their own problem. I think that they haven't done their own in searching to take themselves seriously. I think every person should, should, uh, should feel special right and we live in a cynical time where but like we're all free to run wild on social media and say whatever we want and and puke up all our pain on on each other uh and um and i i just think it's a it's a very hard time for people to to actually say like i take myself seriously and i want a good i want to be a better person and um, my friend told me an amazing story. He he was he was with his kids, and um, he was driving, and his um, six year old said, "Hey, Dad, you know how you kill a god?" And he was like, "Oh my god, okay." He, he was telling me he was like in his head. He was like, oh, "I gotta hear this." Okay, where is this coming from? And he goes, "Okay, uh, no, how, buddy?" And he goes. Forget about them. And it was kind of like mind blowing to me because I think the age that we live in, um, it's like sometimes you just got to turn it off. And you just got to go into your real life, into your where you're at with your family, where you're at with with your people around you and, and just turn it off 
and just be present. And I think it's one of the hardest things to do is be present, especially if you come from, you know, uh, well, and everybody comes from their a different uh, a different sort of trauma. Every, yeah. every human being has can can go back to experiences in their life that that were impactful that shaped them. And actually, if you think about it, and if you get quiet, one little memory from being a kid riding your bike, or one little memory about a thing that happened at school comes up, and you wave it off, and you go, "That wasn't a big deal." But, but there's it's coming up for a reason. And I think that like being present, we 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 is like the toughest thing for 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 people. It's why they why there's so many books about it. It's why you know like there's so many different um, you know resources now for mindfulness because mindfulness is just being present you know so um so i think that like if we can if we can go inward and we can like look at and we can be present in our life then we can go outward and we have more to give and we know ourselves better and we're more grateful we're more of all these things um and it's sort of like every single day it's a i guess it, it's like called a practice because it never ends because every, it's just a lifelong thing of just like practicing like how am i gonna be who, every day we can become more who we want to be or less who we want to be and i think that like for us um you know when we think about these phases we look back on the completely unaware phase the first couple of records with a lot of um like almost like um i feel I back those guys. I, I really do. I, 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 and I didn't always. Mm. was embarrassed sometimes. Um, I wanted to hide. You know, if you, if you think about the picture of yourself when you're, when you're a kid at some point, the one picture that you don't want anyone to see because you were just, you know, either a, 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 whatever, nerdy little kid or you were, you know, you, you were, you were a chubby little kid or you were like a, a you had a funny haircut or you were wearing hand-me-down clothes or 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 you thought you were cool doing this thing um um i always think that to you to find that picture of yourself and then just put it right here for everybody to see it it really and just go like yeah i own my the things that maybe you thought were silly i i own the things that you that were mistakes i own the things where i was completely unaware of myself and i and i you know i said something um and just backing yourself through the different phases of your life however good bad ugly uh embarrassing um um funny you know i think that like as a artist especially an artist coming out young you really get to do that you really have to do that like and 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 you really have to do that with yourself if you're going to be in the world and you're going to um you know and it's interesting because some people just have this natural ability to do it there's some people that just have this like They're super in, comfortable in their intact self-esteem and 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 i admire those people so much and i watch them and i you know um but um i that wasn't me for sure wasn't me um uh, it's been a process, and I think that the going from the unaware phase to the trying to find awareness phase, which I look at as like Chronicles, um, Good Morning Revival is a record I love. I think Good Morning Revival was for for me. We were really trying to be um, uh, uh, courageous, and we were really trying to um, we be were more developed. We were yeah, we were just trying to develop ourselves. We were trying to take risks. We we're trying to do things that were that we thought were interesting um and um and and then you know like 
like Joel said, cardiology, there was a lot of healing on that record. And I think that record sort of was like the 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 record that sort of ending that phase, taking us into the next phase, which we started all this exploration of self, you know, self-exploration, mm -hmm. um, which led us to uh I mean, you were you were already married and had kids, um, you know, which led me into my family. And and like I said, I think our biggest I think our biggest goal in life beyond way, way beyond um um, and I think business, you know, investing in businesses and, and, and building things was always something that we were really inspired to do. Um, and, um, and that was, that was definitely part of the dream of just like, could we do something that matters? Could we make a difference? Can we have, make an impact? Um, I think our biggest goal was to have like peaceful homes. Functional families. Yeah. yeah like families that were functional that were, and that right. it was, a, it was like, it was um, consistent. Well, it's it's kind of reflective too, even like that sentiment of your business ethos, at least from what, where I stand. Like it's, you want these like functional families, which mm. you may not have had. You want to give back to artists, like in a way, being mentors in a way that you didn't have. So it's really like a full circle thing, which I think goes back to mindfulness as well. Like, I mean, I think it goes to being present and trying to improve the world around you and finding a purpose-driven life. And it's, it's not beautiful. hard. It's not hard if I think you really be, build a relationship with yourself and your own values and you put that right. first, then all the decisions you make are going to be in line with that and things are going to feel that way. Um, I think families are are set up and we have to be really mindful and and thoughtful about what we want to get out of our family. And I think not enough people stop and go, again, you hear, what do you want to be when you grow up? Not who do you want to be, right? The what I want to be when I grow up sets a very kind of rigid goal on like this one idea. Mm -hmm. But who I want to be is a different question. And I think families are either they grow and they evolve and they, and that to me sounds healthy. Uh, or they they go to a point and fall apart and die and and they become broken. And so I started thinking about like, what do I want to feel like when my kids are older? And who do I want to be to them? Well, I want to be a person they can call for anything, you know, and, and they can tell me anything. And I, I'm never, you know, and it's easier said than done when you don't have a model, an early model. And then you're just always afraid. You have to knock against that constantly. You have to knock against that fear. You have to really beat against it and um, challenge it. Um, because most of the time, if you look in your real reality, everything's okay. Uh, but in your perceived reality, you can think things are always going wrong. And Yeah, that's the definition of fear, right? Yeah. I mean... It's funny though, even sitting here doing an interview sort of conversation about Good Charlotte and like the past, like... In our families, you know, we're very close. We're we're our families are very close, yeah, and like as close as you could be. Yeah, and yeah. just in and it's really great. It's really really nice. And there's so many times when I pinch myself and I just go, "Gosh, man! Like our our all all our our brother, our sister, us two, um, we're all really close. We're all really supportive of one another. The least talked about thing is Good Charlotte. We share what we're doing in life." But it's really kind of more about like who we're being. I don't know. I mean, the things I think we 
excited to talk about is if we feel like we've made an impact on someone, we're really excited about it. And we're really like, we see someone making progress in their life. We see an artist that we're working with, you know, um, from where they, where they came into our life and to where they are now and this whole journey along the way. And they're going in a direction of being happy in their life and having a life that they want to live in and not a life where they have this, this, you know, big music career, but they're miserable. You know, it's like, we get really excited when we see personal growth with people that are around us and we, we, we go, can you believe they just got married? Like, or can you believe they, they had a kid or can you believe like they, um, or they're just more self-sufficient. Yeah. yeah. And, and it's funny because like, I think the least part of us, like, and, and, and by the way, we're all really the band We're we're close. Like we, we, you know, we're, we're all like, um, doing this life together, but it's sort of like the, the, the least thing we talk about is good Charlotte and what we've done. Well, it's kind of funny. Don't you feel like maybe like these bands that like people like me who grew up hearing you guys on the radio, like a band to the audience means something entirely different. Mm. Mm-hmm. To you guys, it's a chapter of your life. Like I'm sure it does come up. It just doesn't come up in a direct way where you're talking about Good Charlotte or this album. You're talking about growing up and yeah. you're talking about phases of life and you're talking about being like self-actualized. And like that, I'm sure Good Charlotte played into all of that because it was a big chapter of your lives. So it does come up, I'm sure. Just not it, in name in it, the way it, that it might for me. It does. It, well, and the funny thing is, is that I think a lot of our friends um, and, and our support system, it's people from all walks of life, mm-hmm. you know? And and not to say that there isn't any, you know, I mean, I mean we're, we're people within the music, you know, sort of landscape, but it's people from every walk of life. And I think it's just something that, um, our friends, it's not front and center. It's like something that they know we did that that they think is cool, right? Yeah. They're on the outside of it. So um, the, the, they think, oh, that's a cool thing they did, but it's not front and center. You know, front and center, we're, we're like, um, it's all about family. I mean, you know, we're, yeah. we're, we're, we're creating experiences for our families. We're uh, talking. Well, go ahead. I, I think we have a lot of reverence for it though because it's the vehicle that carried us through a time yeah. um where we could have really done some damage to ourselves and we could have uh really uh went in a bunch of other directions and so i really have a lot of reverence for for not only what our legacy is as a band um but the guys in the band like together it was a vehicle that carried us through what could have been a really bad time Right. Um, full of 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 all kinds of stuff, uh, but we were protected in this bubble of ambition and dreams, and um, we learned how to work together, and we learned so many things that we still use. Uh, so we have this like reverence for what that that good Charlotte, uh, what that symbolizes, and yeah. what it means to our life, and what it gave us, um, and all the people that provided that for us so uh yeah not just people in the music industry that helped us mm-hmm. uh but uh uh or taught us the fans and the people that to this day believe in the messages that we were you know we needed to say right we needed to believe in. for ourselves um and they created they made it real so i think there's a lot of reverence for like that an affection, a really, really great affection. You know, we have such a great affection for for our 
career with Good Charlotte and for the fans. We have such an affection for the fans that like, you know, you still come up to us, you know, we still when we're kind of celebrate it, yeah. In a restaurant or 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 going through an airport or or just out in the world. Um yeah. there's such a And you don't even think about it, but there's not a day that doesn't go by that one at least one or two people that I don't know come up to me and say something about Good Charlotte. Well, it was an important part of a lot of I mean, it was an important part of my life, like that whole scene, like what yeah. music was doing. It was like AP. Like yeah. AP was a big part of my life. It offered me like a portal into something that was very safe for me because where I was also wasn't safe as mm. a kid. Mm. So it's like it it's like this kind of like misfits, but it's also becoming mainstream. Mm -hmm. So you feel it's there's something very protective about it and also very aspirational. Mm -hmm. Like I'm not a musician, but I, I went to shows like you guys did growing up and i saw people on stage and i wanted to be a part of it yeah yeah it, it was really important and it's 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 really um cool to hear that i mean because we felt the same way and and um it really gave us so much and i think that's why we felt ap was so important and at the same time we feel like we are we're, we're it's not our instinct to put ourselves front and center on anything anymore you know um um we wouldn't be doing it unless you were asking, <laughs> unless you were asking us. Um, but that's why we also, but that's why we felt AP was so important. That's why we invested in it. Um, we felt like we feel still that it's still important and that it still matters to have some small group of people that are looking beyond where everyone else is looking and searching and bringing things, you know, bringing you know artists that you know that no one else would put on the cover yet. Right. You know, right. that no one else would cover and give a feature to yet, that no one else would would uh, bring attention to. Um, it, it it's it's important to it, and it, it's it's aspirational too. You know, and I think that aspirate being aspirational is something we always wanted from from day one. Um, you know, um, when when we were kids and we saw um, people who were aspirational, whether they were in our community or out and you know back then a lot of times like even you know uh having a nice car right like a lot of people would would back then a lot of people would like would would make a judgment just on that and i think me and joel always saw it and say that looks nice you know and and i, I think like, that yeah and yeah. and even now i think we feel uh, charged with the responsibility of being aspirational and mm -hmm. how we live our lives because i think that uh for 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 everyone who maybe would would see it in a negative way, I know that there's a kid out there who's got nothing who needs to see something to to drive towards as simple as as simple as a material thing or as simple or as simple as a stable family, right? right. As a as a like, well, those people look happy. Well, well, yeah. It doesn't mean we don't have our challenges or we don't like, but we're yeah, it's consistent. We're 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 yeah. we're pretty happy and and um our our. Our happiness is comprised of being together and just being here and and um, us working together as brothers. We feel that that's aspirational because um, there's periods of it that were that were when we didn't know how to communicate, we didn't know what our role, we didn't exactly know what our roles were. We actually had to go through this process of actually figuring out like how do we actually work, what are our roles, mm -hmm. and we kind of feel like it's aspirational because it's e the easier thing to do would just be like, listen, dude. I love you, can't work with you. There's a lot of brothers in bands that 
it didn't work out. So. Yeah, and I and I do think that it's about giving yourself sticking with it long enough to give yourself enough time to go through that process. Because now, gosh, we we, we don't fight. We occasionally Not have really. to. Yeah, occasionally we we have a moment where 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 we have to say like okay hold on we're not we're not hearing each other we need to take a step back and look at okay oh i you know i feel like you're trying to say this yeah well yeah you know and work it out but like we've gotten i i think working together with with your family's aspirational i think it's much easier just to go like um all right i love you but i can't work with you and i don't want to deal with that i don't want to deal with like how we can well you hear that like family and business doesn't work or friends in business doesn't work that's not true not true any business that people aren't communicating won't work so if you're friends or family you could try and make that the reason but it's not true it's learning how to communicate it might force you to put other people first right learn you work with your family it might force you to take a step back and go oh you know what i need to not think about myself in this situation or i need to communicate how i feel the most powerful thing that any of us can do is learn how to communicate it will absolutely make life easier. It will get us to our goals quicker. Um, and so it'll make us feel more connected, make us feel closer. Right. The, qu- the question should always be, am I communicating correctly? Mm-hmm. Am I communicating efficiently? Am I communicating? Am I listening well? Am I listening emphatically? Am I, do I, am I really trying to understand how it feels to be the person across the table that's trying to tell me something? If we do that, if we kind of, if we're empathetic to people, we can be better communicators, but we're not taught that. So we have to learn it on our own instinctively. Um, but I do think like anyone listening that's, again, trying to achieve happiness in their own life and, the, and their own idea of success, whatever that is, the number one tool you can have is communication skills. And it's always worth searching for better uh, communication you guys definitely are aspirational. It's crazy. I mean, also the other thing I have to say about AP and the pop punk scene and having grown up with your music and now knowing you guys today is like, there are a lot of people, fans and musicians who didn't grow up from that scene. There was a lot of like toxic masculinity. Mm -hmm. There was a lot of homophobia in that Mm -hmm. scene. There was like, there was a lot And there were a lot of people who didn't take that time. They didn't take any time off. They didn't pause and they didn't evolve, which is not a judgment either because I understand that it is a a bubble and it's hard to get outside of it. But to see where you guys are today and to like have grown up and like really grown up and to be like doing other things and giving back and like having businesses and investing back in things that invested in you that's aspirational. That's crazy. It gives me goosebumps. That's nice of you to say. Uh, uh, some people would argue that, um, and I, I, I could see it, uh, that that's the world, that the world is full of toxic masculinity and homophobia and racism and mm-hmm. unfairness. Um, and we could go on and on about all of the things we see. So the, the, to, to say that it existed in the scene is true uh and still exists uh because the world is full of it um i think and some people don't grow up um and we could say we probably anyone could argue that they come in contact with those kinds of people every day um and i think we look at that and we can either be just a 
part of the other side of it where people are growing and we're trying to 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 do things in the world we think are inviting people to participate in good things um and also hopefully uh make the bad actors or predatorial people uh uh feel like they're not welcome to do that here but like the reality of of life and the reality of the world we live in is that stuff is real and so um and, and on the other side of it you could argue uh that um i mean are we ever going to solve those problems i, I don't know I, I i hope we do but all i can do is try to affect the world from the work that i'm doing yeah. and um and try to grow up, you know, and 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 so I think that like, because I do get not to the point of hopeless, but I do get sad sometimes when I look around and I see people hurting one another, um, and um, and I don't excuse it, you know, I don't think it's okay, um, uh, but I also have to try and continue to reach for for believe that we live in a world where there's more good than bad and you could argue with me that there isn't and i could say i could see how it would feel that way um you know again like one of the things i, th I like about what ap has been doing is it's it's inclusive with yeah. all kinds of people and i think that's important because that's alternative to me i look at it exactly. and go what is alternative music it's that's, that's how that's how ap started in the 90s exactly. in the 90s though that's what you saw and i i think it's interesting the conversation that's been sort of evolving where, because I actually scientifically, I've like I've heard this like a few times now, and so forgive me because I haven't really done the research. But what I've heard is, is that really there's only four percent of people who are who are sociopaths. So um, the rest of people are either injured, um, traumatized, um, uneducated. Um, but what if, what if it's like triple that? What if it's twelve percent? Right. So that's a big number. Yeah, yeah, but but what if it's doubled? What if it's eight percent? We could do that. We could do any multiple of that. I think the way that I've seen the world going is like, is that there's been this awakening of like a realization that like things need to change, and it's it's uh, and that's that process has like started, and I think that um, that um, we're it's just to see the world making making an effort, you know, is, is I think is hopeful and. Um, and also um, seeing people sort of also rehabilitate themselves or seeing people actually that may have thought one way if you if you read an interview with them, you know, 10 years ago and you're reading an interview now, they think they think differently. And I think that that's like a huge um, a, a, a encouraging sort of thing to see. Um, and I and I but I, I kind of think that like for when I think about like um, there's this this vacuum that we can all like live in when we go and we go onto social media and then we can walk out on the street and, and we can see, you know, the world around us and we can affect every, we can affect people that we meet, people that we talk to, people that we work with. And um, I think we have to remember to, to do that too. And, 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 um, and so I, I just think that um, for us, we've always sort of not known, I think have been, self-aware enough to know we don't know the answers but have the hearts genuinely in our hearts 
of wanting to make a good um, contribution. And I think like going back to the records, like there was always one song on every record. I think we always had this like really clear like visualization of like, and I think we remember riding um, the school bus. We rode the school bus our whole time in school. Um, and um, funny enough, we had the same bus driver for a, like most of that time. Yep. Um, and um, and there was definitely days when it was like either really really cold, and there was periods of time where we didn't have heat in our house um, or food. Yeah, or food. Where we were kind of riding to school, cold, hungry. Um, um, you know, kind of just like you know, just a tough morning, just kind of a tough morning. Like you know, you know, and um, um, many people have that. And we were kind of always in, when we were in the studio, we were always kind of thinking like about when we were on that in that period of time we had back then it was like the little cassette players the walkman and then it moved to the cd players um and like that song that like got you through that moment or that time in the day or that you know going into school where you didn't quite feel it was a real thing yeah that it was song. a real thing that song that song um and um for me it was everclear because they because Art Alexakis always wrote about being poor um, or his dad leaving. We were going through that. Um, or Rancid, because I just thought Tim Armstrong was the coolest, you know? Um, and that cover, AP cover of Tim Armstrong, you know, with the- Yeah, with the I know the one. Right there. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, 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 that one. That was- uh, it's such a good one. Yeah. Uh, no, no, that wasn't the one. It was earlier than that. It was earlier than that. It was with the first, it was Let's Go. It was like, let's go. Mm. Um, you did a couple. Yeah, for sure. but um, but but um, on every record, every we, single one, we tried to write. That we song. really like. We really would like kind of close our. I, I would at least I would close my eyes and I would just remember that feeling and then would try to write that song. So, you know, on on um, you know, on Chronicles, it was We Believe. On 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 uh, on uh, Good Morning Revival, it was March On. On um, Good on Young and Hopeless, it was Hold On. Um, um, on uh, on the self-titled record, it was a bunch of songs, you know. Mm -hmm. um, but um, but it, I would always like close my eyes in the studio and try to re and just remember. I can I can still I can remember that feeling so clearly. And we would just try to write that song, even on cardiology, on 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 all of them. And and I think we're still um, whether we're. Um, whether we're mentoring an artist that we're we're talking to that you know MDDN and MDDN right like we're not managers, we're we're really just creative guys. We're, we're just team creative. members of a team of yeah, a really great team of we're people. We're coaches and creatives, um, but we found people here that believe that in like like we have conversations with people that we that we share the same drive. We we believe that this is like a good idea. We believe that like having like a music company that's developing artists that is coming at it from a different angle where we're like we're leaving the commerce outside the building and everything here is just the art you can feel it in in here it feels having it, been working out of this office like you can feel it it's crazy we feel that way too it's it important feels, it feels special it feels like uh it's a, a culture yeah yeah a sanctuary as someone who's new to it coming from the outside like it's tangible and and i see it all the time i mean with with uh artists that have been out there for so long and they come in here and we'll have meetings with different people. Um, not everyone gets it. It's too far and they've been out there too long. Uh, I think 
uh, it really works. The team approach really works. Uh, and the value system really works. Um, and our artists being more connected to their businesses every day, not less connected to their mm. businesses works. Artists becoming more themselves, not less themselves works, but it works over time. And the idea that people want this one thing to come and save them is a false idea. So the record deal will save me. The publishing deal will save me. The big time manager will save me. There's certainly some big, great managers out mm -hmm. there um, that when they apply themselves are incredible managers. Um, uh, it, but there's not one thing you, that, that's mm -hmm. gonna save you. You are going to learn how to be you and how to live a real life. Save yourself. And save yourself. And and it's not gonna be because of me. And, and um, I, you very humble. You deserve the credit of your own work. And what we know is, of course we know good deals. We've been doing deals for 25 years. We uh, can look at a deal and, and from start to finish and help you imagine what this deal is gonna feel like in real, in real time and in real life. Not, you know, most deals are made in, in with the only, only one idea. We went to the moon. Now, we know the real reality of growth is, is we, we grow in stages and we grow incrementally and some people a little faster than others, but there's always these spots where people, where, where, where momentum builds and things connect and they can feel like overnight. It's not overnight for anyone. Um, helping artists understand the life of a deal is just as important as the deal they're signing and also how to pick a good partner. What does your gut say? Does it say yes, no? Does it say meh? You got to learn what yes feels like, what no feels mm -hmm. like, and what indifference feels like. Indifference isn't good or bad to me. Yes is number one. I got to feel like yes. I know what yes feels like. It feels like this is absolutely exactly what I want. And that's about the person, not the deal. It's about sitting in across the table from someone and going like, yes, I like being with this person. Mm -hmm. I like what they, I like their perspective. Um, it's so important that people learn how to say yes and no based and on how they feel. Too. Yeah, yes. And listen to their gut. That's hard. It is, but but also you as a professional, right? In the music business um, and, and the, in the field you're in, uh, no one told you you could do it. No one said, okay, yes, now you can do it. You at some point said, I think I could do that. And you just started walking towards it and trying and oh, doing yeah. it. I had a very similar experience to you guys. I didn't go to college. Yeah. Like I came up in a broken family and I just figured how, how to do it. I don't know how I got here. I have absolutely no idea. Well, you tried and tried and tried again. But yeah, it's that. It's just like pitching yourself. And you had instincts. Your gut puts yeah. you in situations and you said, I think I'm going to go left instead of right. And you yeah, found your way through your instincts. And yeah. those instincts that got you here, uh, uh, the all the opportunities you met on the road, the ones you took advantage of uh, because of your instincts uh, are why you're here. And I try to tell that to artists, like your instincts are your number one gift and skill and asset. Yeah. And if you don't learn how what yes feels like and what no feels like, you'll never be able to listen to your instincts very clearly. Right. And so like, I always do that exercise, even just with my kids. I'm like, does it feel like a yes or a no? And like to stop and think like, that feels like a no. Yeah, I feel important. like that 
That is to say, I only bring myself up because it applies to anything. It doesn't just apply to musicians. It mm -hmm. applies. It's like the same mindfulness of being present, trying to understand right and wrong, trying to stay aligned with your purpose, what your values are, knowing what your values are. I didn't feel. I don't feel like I knew what my values were. Neither did or I. Until I was my mid twenties. Neither did I. Until I was probably thirty. But I mean, I, I think we had we had we were gaining those over our twenties, but. But also it, our self-esteem can get in the way of our instincts because if we value someone sitting across the table more than we value ourselves because of some illusion of what they've done, right? Um, then we won't listen to the no. We'll, we'll value them more than we value ourselves. And we have to value ourselves enough to go like, I don't know why, I just don't feel it. Uh, or we go, man, I feel it, but my mind's telling me no because X, Y, Z. So like getting in touch with really valuing how we feel and that making, giving that credit is is important. And that takes time to sort through kind of, I think what trauma does, what low self-esteem mm -hmm. does, what all that, those things do. Um, if we don't heal those parts at the same time, we're trying to figure out how we listen to our instincts and how we make decisions. It's It's a... It's kind of like a global process to try and continue to heal and grow is one that you have to keep try, try, try again. How do you guys feel about uh, playing with Good Charlotte again for when we were young? It's going to be fun. Yeah. Yeah, it's going to be fun. Yeah. Uh, we're going to have to rehearse a little bit. <laughs> yeah. There's yeah. a lot of good people playing this year at that festival too. Yeah. So I think it's a good lineup. Um, and we played a show uh, earlier this year. Yeah, we played our little sister's wedding. And it was so much fun. It was so fun. I definitely saw it on TikTok. It was so <laughs> fun. I had so much fun. And I certainly wasn't even like... It was really heartwarming. It was like, you know, totally nervous before we did it because we haven't right. played in so long. But like, the you know, just being there with, you know, Billy and Paul and Dino. Um, and Sharing oh, such a like family moment with the band was so sweet. Mm hmm it was so much fun. We had it, a blast. It's one of the things that makes me really happy when I think about the band, like, because um, Billy, Paul, Dino, me, Joel, we've all um, got our families, and everybody is really happy. Everybody's really stable. Everybody's really, you know, I mean, uh, you know, long marriages, um, um, the kid, you know, you can see the kids are coming along so great, you know, and and like they're they're such great, um, such great guys, they're such great dads and husbands, and um, and then we all get together, at, you know, holiday here or or at, you know, like the 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 wedding. It's those moments in life where you just go, oh man, I'm glad we we know each other. I'm glad we mm -hmm. we we stuck together, and um and uh, and that actually the band isn't the first priority. Right. I'm really grateful for that. I'm really grateful that we all have that mind. We all share that. Like, we're grateful for the band. We are really, really affectionate for the band. We're really grateful, um, uh, but we're also we're proud of it. Um, but it's not the thing that defines us. Um, and and none of this stuff is actually the thing I think that defines us is, I think for for all of us, just like what we're doing with our kids and our and our you know, our wives. It's funny. I was thinking like, what if Good Charlotte was just this like social experiment of like these people like going through a process of healing and like we're on the other side of it and we have this legacy that I'm really proud of. Um, but, 
and that everyone participated in all the fans and everyone that was involved even the you could argue uh the the naysayers or the critics or whoever you could say both sides everyone was participating in this experiment of these like four guys five guys um and I was like Dino came later but now it's been like 15 16 years 18 years 18 years um these five guys uh uh coming of age and growing into real people that uh were healed uh it's interesting i always think of it that like i was thinking of that like as an experiment um because uh, i always go what's the legacy of good charlotte it's such an interesting like we're not you two we're not the rolling stones we're not green day we're not blink we're this little this kind of this band that existed in its own little way little way and sometimes big ways and sometimes little ways and what i take from it of all of that is just that it it helped me grow into the person that i am today that actually can live a life and be a father and be a husband and try to be productive uh in the world uh and so it feels super important to me but not because of the records and the and the and the things that you might say were the most important part and I always go back and forth on what will we do again? Mm-hmm. I think we'll do something again, but it'll be when we all... Uh, it'll be different. It'll be different, and it will be something that we really care about. We're, yeah, we're not leaving our families for a year, for two years. We're not leaving. We're right. not doing that. You know, we're, we're, it'll be different. And, and you know, we, we kind of feel like we're good with that like you know um we're really okay not um you know i gotta tell you i i really enjoy it when i meet someone that's never heard of our band and has no idea who i am of course some some people will like know me because i'm married to my wife uh uh, but it's even amazing to meet people who just like you know i'm out on my own or i take my, my my little girl out and like meet people for the first time with no um no idea of like you know any of that you know and i i enjoy that you know and i just and i and i and i think it's nice when someone comes up and goes i listened to you in high school or you know Mm -hmm. it's it's uh it's all nice you know but um i think it's funny it is a funny thought like what if it was all just an experiment and um to get us to to be whole people and like and like what if that's more important than like a hit song or a record or or all the records or all the tours combined like if you add it all up it's it it feels great yeah it feels like a legacy but what if that part was actually the most important uh conclusion uh or or product of the whole thing was like, like five people grew into like uh what could have been really broken problematic people full of all kinds of problems because that mm-hmm. success can do that to you as well it definitely can or like it was hanging in the balance like that was like the god's experiment right. was it was like, like the red pillar the blue pillar. right like which one are you going to become on this side like could we have become darker versions of ourselves and had maybe more uh even more and more and more and more or could we have become like healed versions of ourselves and like and gone into this like frontier we're in now where we're building actual artists 
operated companies that are are they're not they're not vanity projects. They're they're real organizations and organisms we think will make an impact for years to come. And what does that mean? It's hard to quantify all of it, but like yeah. I always think that way. I'm like, what if that that Good Charlotte thing was like just this experiment to see if that thing could help people or hurt people? I wouldn't even. I don't know. I feel like you like it takes very special people to come out of that trauma to success, which also can be traumatizing and come out the other end talking about mindfulness. Like that is more than an experiment to me. I think that takes very special people to like to to have that happen. I think that our wives, the whole band, we have all have these incredible partners. Mm. Um absolutely critical in all of our growth and i think that there is something about the two organisms the two functions of like you know the yin and the yang of mm -hmm. life right it's like the soulmate idea uh the better version of yourself or the someone you meet that you can see a better version of yourself in it kind of calls you to try that to me was the critical, I, I really do give the credit of like the whole band when I look at what, what choices they've made, they chose incredible partners that make them better. And I, I can say personally, just for me alone, I chose a partner who called me to be better always because they actually, because she had values. And my wife who people know as this one person, right? Uh, which is kind of like this character almost of this, you know, this, this person is that this, really thoughtful, uh, grounded person with real values. Who, who she's wise and she chooses to do the right thing. Like that's just innately in her is to, is she wouldn't, and her instincts are so strong on people, but like she doesn't care about what we have. She doesn't care about what we could achieve in the world. She doesn't care about, so there's no buying her uh, or swaying her in that way. So the only thing that I'm going to get from her is uh, her instinct on the right thing to do. And wh and what is that? It's what's right for like the growth of us, the the growth of our family, the the, the evolution of, of, or again, like super uh, balanced in like how she sees the world. So like she doesn't judge anyone. She accepts people. She's like, she's, I look up to her the most in her like value system and, and wherever she got that. Um, I think it was probably that, that call that always kind of like called me to like, to be more step up, do things that weren't about money or the success of my career, which in my twenties, I would have thought that was probably the end all be all of me. It's my live and die by the success of good Charlotte. And I think Good Charlotte means more now because none of us care about that. None of us care about how big Good yeah. Charlotte is. None of us care about it. That's we beautiful. care about protecting its legacy and we hold it near and dear to our hearts. So we-, we well, Because we feel, because we're grateful to it because it gave mm -hmm. us an opportunity, it gave us a, a way out and it gave us- It was the vehicle. Yeah. Everything, every the opportunities that we know and what we're doing now, what we're building now. We care about the right things. We care about- the legacy, we care about the people who care about it. So we care about the fans of it, mm -hmm. but, and what we're, you know, and and what we do on their behalf, but we could give two shits about how many, how many more people listen to it or how much success we have with it in that sense of, 
because I think it's just completely turned on it on its head. Um, it's probably why you have so much fun playing. Now. Yeah, yeah, I think it so. is. Yeah, yeah, I feel the same way. I wouldn't. Um, yeah, I don't know. The next frontier of growth for me um, started with um, meeting my wife and 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 then and now having a daughter. Just been the most. Um, I just I wouldn't be who I am right now. And um, you you actually feel like really humbled when you really think about your wife and you think about your family. Like you actually know how many different ways it could have gone if you didn't have the strength to get back up from that one disappointment, or you didn't have the 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 resilience to to not be mad at everyone about something that everyone had nothing to do with you know uh, like and um and um then the right person comes into your life and i had great examples because i mean you and nicole have been together for 17 years yeah uh, billy and and his wife and even Paul and his wife and dino and his wife even longer yeah yeah, yeah. even longer so oh. um i've you know had these great examples and um and then to actually get to live it and 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 um and you know we're 10 years together um it's it's been the biggest growth period of my life and um that's something that you know the experience of the band played into and all the records we made and everything were really special to us in 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 different ways but you can't go and have that growth if you're if you're still if your whole life is focused on that um and um and the funny thing, the funny thing about it is, is that you grow, you go and you grow, and then um, you actually appreciate it even more in ways that you couldn't before. And so it actually gets better in ways that it couldn't be before. And actually it becomes not for sale. And then when something's not for sale, it's, it's really special, you know? And so that's kind of what Good Charlotte has just become sort of just not for sale, you know? And, mm -hmm. and so we only do what feels in line with the that feeling and all the way that we, the, the way the way that we all sort of live our lives and um it's kind of been really um it's been an amazing thing to experience just to just to and it's not a um it's not an emphatic like sort of defensive no it's just a really kind nice no that we have to we sort of have to give people all the time now it's just kind of like you know not yet. Mm, no, not 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 really. Like, because we don't want to offend anyone. We don't want to, you know, give off anything other than just like we're really. Um, I feel like we're just more integrated with ourselves and fully integrated people. And uh, and I think that it actually the the whatever you call that. It the funny thing about it is is because of that, it's actually I think the I think the band is pretty interesting. Because it's actually just a footnote now. Yeah. It's a footnote in all of our lives. It's kind of like something that we did that we tried really hard at. We were, I think we were at, at the heart of it, you know, always we're, 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 we're just kids, good kids, you know, um, and who were just completely unaware and just trying. And when the, and again, back to the three phases, you kind of got to see, like, like Joel said, maybe, you know, if it was a social experiment, it's really interesting because there were really there were phases, and um, on the other side of it, um, what more could you ask for than a just peaceful, consistent, real, connected, 
home. Like, what more could you ask for? That's what I think everybody well, wants that, to but, achieve. But, but that is what makes you happy. And what and for me, it makes me happy too. That, that's what I want to, I strive to try and have. Uh, some people, they have to go through the process of figuring out what they want. Well, we're not all in the same phase. Yeah. yeah. It's true. Well, well said. Well said. Mic drop. Journalist. Mic drop. <laughs> cool. Thanks for the interview. Thank you guys for your time. We should do this in another five years. See how how those five how years things go. have developed. Deal. Yeah. Sounds good. All right. Thanks, Anna. Thanks, Anna. Yeah, thank you guys. Hey, thanks for checking out today's episode of Artist Friendly with Bench and myself from Good Charlotte talking to Anna Zanes. Hope you guys enjoyed the episode. If you really liked it, you can rate it and review it on your favorite podcast platform. And don't forget, you can subscribe, Apple Music, Spotify, anywhere you listen. Your support means a lot. We'll see you next time. Bad times, I don't want no bad, bad No bad times, I don't want no bad, bad.